Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mental Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach, and today we are starting to record on Memorial Day. So anything you want to throw in here before we get rolling, Andrew? Man, I just want to say thank you to all the veterans, to all the people that have fought for this country, that have lost their lives, to give us this freedom that we have. I mean, our country is in a state of turmoil right now with a with a whole lot of things going on. Um, but I mean, it doesn't take away from the countless lives that have been lost, you know? Uh, and and it, I wanted to mention one part thing, like one, one of the things uh, mental health wise that always comes up, right. is like, it's very common for us to want to say something like, like happy holidays or happy something, right. Like when it comes to the holidays, but Memorial day, isn't about being happy, right. It's a, it's a day of remembrance. So, um, you know, one of the things that uh, when I work with veterans and things is they, they don't want people to say happy Memorial day to, to them. It's not a, it's not always a happy day. You know, um, to them, it's a day where they're remembering their fallen brothers and sisters and, and the people that they fought alongside with. And for families, they're remembering their loved ones who gave their lives for this country. You know, um, so so things that might sound better are things like, like, thank you for your service. Um, you know, uh, I hope you ha- I hope you're having a really meaningful day today um, and things like that. Like uh, instead of things like Happy Memorial Day, I just I just want to like kind of send that message out there quickly. Yeah, I think it's a tough day, right? And for a lot of people, you know, who did not serve, it probably is, you know, you always hear about it, right? Oh, it's a three-day weekend. It's this, it's that. Um, But there's a true message and a true meaning behind it. So just making sure that you're aware of what some people around you may be going through, especially, you know, we all have friends who have been in the military or have served, um, but we don't always know what they're going through mentally. So just being cognizant and aware and Maybe it's a good day to check in on some people too, just to make sure that they're all right. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of leads into our our topic for today. It's not so much sports psych or, or leadership or coaching or development or anything like that. It's much so like this. This episode comes out on May thirty first, um, so it's the last day of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. And and you know, I we had thought that it'd be a really good idea to kind of have an episode on mental health awareness and kind of breaking the stigmas and. Um, after after the Evaldi shooting and, and all that stuff, I mean, people want to claim it's all mental health, but I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff. We're not this is not a political podcast, so we won't be getting into it. But it's it's much more than just mental health, right? Um, but uh, this podcast allows us to kind of bring awareness to the mental health uh, crisis that exists in this world uh, and in this country, especially. Uh, and, I, and I think it's a cool little platform to be able to do that on, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of it too is, you know, we always try to. I don't know. I know just in my own life, right? Like you try to maybe push away from it a little bit, or you try to have like a, "Ah, it's not affecting me. Oh, I'm not really suffering, you know, or no, I don't have to deal with, you know, any mental health uh, issues or things like that. Um, Rather than being honest and just trying to understand, like everybody has days, right? Some people have more days put together or they're starting to suffer, you know, from one of these mental health issues or diseases. Um, So it's important just to, I guess, really be real with yourself or, or, honest with yourself if you are struggling um there's a lot of people that care so trying to find the help earlier rather than later right 
exactly, man. And it's about like raising awareness, you know? Um, I mean, we could go on for hours about the different mental health disorders and the things that exist in this, in this country and the things that we have to go through. Um, but I mean, for you, if you had to guess, like, what do you think the, the three most common, um, mental health, I guess, disorders or, or, or um, I guess kind of diagnoses are in, in the United States? Um, oh God, I don't really know. I mean, I probably would say that like, I just, I guess I have a question before I have an answer. Does stress count as one of those? Or... Well, stress, we, we, are you, I guess you can call stress like anxiety. Well, like, that's what I would say, right? Like anxiety is probably the big one. And after that, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I don't have a great understanding or awareness of that side. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the top three would be anxiety disorders, major depressive disorders, and bipolar disorder. Um, so, so, so yeah, I mean, you were right on with stress, right? Um, and I think one of those things is like we as Americans, and it's so interesting, you know, we're on the East coast over here and, and you and I have both traveled, uh, over the country here and there and seen different cultures and different areas just in our own, in our own country. Uh, and the East coast tends to be a lot more high stress and a lot more high pace than, than anywhere on the West coast or the mid East. Would you agree? hundred percent, dude. I had a guy I was talking to for uh, work one day. So I went into, you know, do my sales job and he had just recently moved from like Southern California out back to the, to the Northeast. And he had lived here when he was younger, but he moved out there for about 20, 25 years and then came back. And he was just like the pace of work, the, the stress, the anxiety, the things that people put on top of you every day at work like it's a different place new england is a different place from everywhere else in the world a hundred percent man yeah i mean and it's because we have two of the biggest cities in this country literally down the street from us right i mean we have new york at least from where where i am like two hours away maybe uh and then boston's an hour and a half and for you boston's like uh, sometimes a stone throw, um, depending on how big your arm is. Um, but uh, it's one of those things like we're, we're right in the smack dab middle of two very hustle and bustle cities compared to the, I mean, yeah, it, the West has like LA and Phoenix and, and other big, huge cities like San Francisco and stuff like that. But like, they just, they just seem to be much more like not in a rush. Yeah. And it's crazy too, because, you know, you say Boston and, and New York City, but like Providence is right there. Like we literally are in the middle of everything. It's one of the, like when I am coaching and I'm trying to recruit players, it's one of the biggest things we talk about, right? Is like you have three major cities within basically two hours of where you're going to be. There's a lot that happens there and there's a lot that's going on. And if you grow up here or you live that life, like there is stress that's involved with it. And there, I, I guess I can understand, you know, deadlines, pressures, things like that, that add to these, these disorders. For sure, man. Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of people suffer from anxiety, right? But the crazy thing is like only around like 37% of people actually seek treatment. Like a lot of people just think they can handle it themselves and kind of deal with it. Right. Um, and, and anxiety isn't one of those ones that like you're going to hear about all the time on the news. And I can be like, oh, this person had anxiety. Right. Like you always hear about the crazy ones and, and the ones that like cause super crazy issues or, or things that like um, are very rare because that's what the media likes to do. Right. Um, but like, it's one of those things where, um, if you're suffering from anxiety or stress, like it's a silent killer, right? Like, I mean, it takes a massive toll on your body. Your resting heart rate is higher. Your body is just constantly being flooded with different kind of, um, 
like chemicals and hormones that are just making your body older. Like, I mean, that's where like wrinkles come in and like you and I got the gray hairs, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where like that, that comes with age, but it also comes with stress. I guess one of the biggest things that, you know, as we're talking about this, right. So like for me, you had asked the the original question, what are the three? Right. And I told you, I don't have a really good knowledge or base and background of the, just, you know, based on the, the choices in life that I made and what I was going to study versus where you went. Right. Um, 37% seems pretty low, right? Especially for the amount, or I guess the type of world we live in and the amount of stress that people are under. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it's more of people don't understand the symptoms or that they just choose not to pay attention to them? Um, I think, I think people just try to normalize things, right? Um, like from my experiences and even for myself, like we try to make things normal because, because that's what helps people function. You know what I mean? Like it allows us to kind of get back to a routine. It allows us to be like, all right, I guess this is how it is. Like, I just got to deal with this and move on. And, and a lot of the times, like we just don't, we don't make the time for our mental health, you know? Uh, and, and I always say self-care isn't selfish. Uh, it's one of those things where like, you got to take care of yourself and people are like, well, I have kids, I have a job, I have a husband, I have a wife, I have this, I have that. And it's like, none of that stuff is there if you're not. Meaning like, you've got to take care of yourself too. Otherwise, like all the things that you're telling me or explaining to somebody else that like is getting in the way, it, it, it all goes away because you aren't here, right? Like, I mean, it, it eventually will take you out and it's really important. And especially with this pandemic, right? I mean, like there's pandemic related mental health issues and they're just, they're not going away. Like it's, it's not, it's not going to decease or like, or, or, or die off randomly. Um, I mean, I mean, there's the average of Connecticut children that are like age 12 to 17 who experienced like uh, just anxiety and major depression. Like it increased by almost 14% during this pandemic. Like that, that's kind of insane. I mean, you figure that's over what, a two, three year period, right? Right. From, from 2017 to 2022. Um, so that's, that's a five year period, but like compared to like back when we were in, uh, like middle school in like 2003 to 2009, it was only 8%. Like, I I mean, yeah. So it's risen by, oh, I, I mean, it's almost doubled just because of like the stress and pandemic related stuff. And also let's be clear, (laughs) We didn't, uh, Facebook and Instagram and stuff wasn't as, uh, as prominent when we were in elementary school, middle school. I mean, yeah, I, we, the OG MySpace people, right. Um, What's up? (laughs) I never even had one. Right. And like, like my, like Kate tells me all the time, like, like, Oh, like you didn't have a MySpace. I'm like, no, I don't know who the hell Tom was. Right. Um, like, but, but again, like MySpace died off and then Facebook and Instagram have just completely blown up. I mean, Zuckerberg's our age at 30. Right. Um, it's, it's quite kind of impressive. So, but, but like social media has absolutely taken a toll. Uh, and I mean, the DSM five is, 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 uh, is, is out now, but like the DSM six will eventually be coming. And, and there's talk about like video game addiction being added. There's talk about like Facebook, uh, like self image stuff, like kind of like social media aspects being added because they should be. I mean, think about where kids and, and even us like get our image or, or our, our value from. And it's usually, these people who are constantly posting and, and influencers and like, yeah, they're making a shit ton of money, but I promise you they're not happy either. Like I always say Facebook and Instagram are either places where people go to get attention or it's like a happy diary. 
no one's ever posting like like oh had a had a normal day today today was just a normal day i just went to work and i came home and had dinner and if they are they're looking for attention right but right. usually it's just like a like look where i am look where i travel to and it's like great awesome man like that's that's awesome and i'm all for sharing your your happiness but like when it's what we it's like what people add value to like it's what we add that um interpretation to like just that's their life let them live their life if you want to live that life do it but don't be mad or like make yourself feel like shit because you're not like comparing ourselves to others is just not going to help anybody move forward yeah yeah definitely i think i like started to ask that question a little bit too, just because like when I look at myself, right, there's times where I could just straight up tell you like, this is, I'm anxious right now. And like, I, I am not handling it well. And I know it, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But there's a lot of times I feel like, especially I've, I think I've said it before on the podcast, but like, I'm a very self-reflective person and I typically don't pick things up immediately. It's when I have some quiet time to sit back, go into my own head and, and kind of dive in and and recreate or replay the the things that have happened which don't get me wrong that's not the most healthy thing either right because then you start to have some overthinking that can take place and things like that um but that's typically where i learn my lessons from is is being able to reflect and understand things that have happened or uh, situations that i've been in over the past day week month whatever it may be uh, especially with some of those larger things and i think those are the times where i start to like oh man that was a anxiety driven moment that I didn't really pay attention to. Uh, because at the end of the day, I know for myself, if it becomes, um, an uncomfortable situation or a a situation where I feel like maybe anxiety is, is part of it. Uh, I almost go into like fight or flight mode, right? Where it's, I'm just going to handle the situation. I'm going to do what I think is right in the moment. And then I'll clean up the destruction afterwards or whatever it may be. Right. And probably not the healthiest thing, but again, that's, that's just typically I know the way I go about things. Yeah, man. And, and you bring up a really uh, important thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is uh, is overthinking. Right. Uh, and, and I mean, I in my day to day life and in, in my job, I think it's one of the most common things that I like hear or like work or talk about with people uh, is like this aspect of like overthinking, whether it's anxiety, depression, um, their mood swings or like their job, or their life, or their kids or their balance or like what, whatever it is, or we can name anything, people overthink it. And, and I always remind people that there's two different brains, right? There's the emotional brain and the logical brain. And I promise when you're thinking emotionally, you're overthinking, right? Like the emotional brain overthinks and it goes like, uh, like what if this happens and what if that happens? And I, and I also remind people, uh, the what if game, you never fucking win ever. Like you're, you're never like, well, what if, what if I, what if I, uh, unless it's the lottery, right? It's like, what if I win the lottery? Then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. But like, it's never like, well, well, what if, what if, uh, I don't know, I pick something positive. I can't even think of one because it doesn't usually happen. It's usually like negative. It's usually like, well, what if this happens? And like, what if, what if I don't get that job? And what if I don't uh, get the kids on time? And what if I upset my wife? Or what if I upset my husband? What if I undercook this food? What if I, it's like, holy shit. It's like you're what ifing yourself to death. And and it's the same thing with athletes. It's the same thing with like people in their jobs. It's stop what ifing. You don't win. It's nice to like like what if like positively? Like if you can if you can switch that, great, right? Like like try and have like an optimistic outlook and, and, and view. Yeah, I think a cool example, right, would be something like, What if I were to surprise my significant other with a little gift today or exactly. something like that, right? Great. Yeah, that's that's a great example. Exactly. 
Exactly. Like if we can, what if those things, but I guess when it comes to the overthinking, we're not overthinking a surprise. You know what I mean? Uh, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe we are, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess we're not usually overthinking being nice. We're usually overthinking something that's causing us anxiety, if that makes sense. And then we, what if that anxiety to death? And so the, the way you, the way you defeat that, and it's not, it, again, obviously it's so easy to say, right. As everything in life is, it's easier said than done. It's, it's to try and think logically about it, right? Like break it down to like, what's logical. Because usually we, we, a lot of people are catastrophic thinkers, meaning like we think the worst case scenario. Like I'm going to go on a plane and that plane's going to crash. Wow. Jesus Christ. Do you know, do you know the odds of that? It's like, it's like minimal. If you, you have a better chance of being struck by lightning, but we see it on the news and people freak out. But like, it, again, think about how many times you've heard about people getting struck by lightning. Mm, a little less, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So logically it's just ridiculous. Right. But again, we overthink and we scare ourselves and we petrify ourselves or or even day to day things like like what if I go into work and I and, and my boss fires me? OK, what if he does? Think logically. You're not. I mean, sure, it sucks and it'll be bad. But like also, if you're thinking you're going to get fired, something went wrong. Like you did something like layoffs are different. But like my point is, like just think logical about it, like like try and take the moments that are less emotional and just look at the factoids of what it is. You can't argue a fact. Um, and again, we're not getting political here. People try to argue facts all the time, but you can't argue a fact because a fact is a fact. And that's the whole point of a fact. Otherwise everything's a fucking opinion. So what do I know? But uh, go ahead. I guess the other part of it too, right. Is, <clears throat> and I, again, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm more asking or trying to, uh, get a little information out of you asking this question. Right. But you talk about overthinking and it's always that what if negative, um, or this may be another great example of a, what if in, in terms of a positive sense, right. But instead of being like, Oh, what if I go into work and get fired today? You know, maybe there's a, a response to that where you said like, use the logical side, or what if I go into work and get fired this week? Well, maybe I have a chance to grow and, and take on a new challenge or do something different or become a better person. Um, I think we live so much in fear and we're so scared of those what ifs, right? So is there, is there a strategy or is there a way to try to change how you go about that thought process in order to put yourself in a position where it's like, Hey, even if I do ask the what if questions, here's a very quick way to get myself back into moving in the corrector. We talked about how there are times where like, if you're negative, negativity just builds on negativity until it puts you in a place where it's so frustrating and so hard to get out of that you start to ask or rely on, you know, some help. So are there things that we can do where if we do start asking those what if questions, we can turn ourselves out of it? Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's about thought stopping, right? Like the second you start noticing yourself having these, uh, what if questions remind yourself that it's not doing any benefit to you. Or I always tell people, if you're going to play the what if game, for every negative you throw out there, you have to counteract it with a positive. You have to keep the yin and the yang in the balance, right? And again, it makes self-awareness is our is our most powerful tool. And I, I have stressed this from the first day of therapy to literally until the day I die, probably. Our self-awareness, we are the only uh, animal uh, that understands that we are going to die, which is the only reason that we have anxiety and stress about things, Right. Uh, a lot of our anxieties come from the the fear of death or this idea that like something catastrophic will happen and it'll make it really difficult for us. 
we're, we're catastrophic thinkers, right? Like we, we think about this idea of, of just blowing up and dying and all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, like our self-awareness is our most important aspect and our most important tool and our most important thing, because it allows us to recognize what's happening, where we're going, what we want to do, and also how we're feeling and then make adjustments off of that. And that part's, that part's incredibly important and really uh, really valuable for people to raise. Like, like if you don't think you need therapy, I promise that you can always work on your self-awareness. I promise. Like I, I, I can work on my self-awareness and you can work on your self-awareness and anyone listening to this can. No, even the monks, they literally spend their entire life practicing their self-awareness because they always think they can improve. Um, it, it's one of those things. So, I mean, who was it? Gandhi or something that said like the, one of the biggest failures of humans is that we think we have time. Right. Um, like we always are like, oh, I'll just do that tomorrow or or I'll, or I'll plan for like this uh, when in 30 years. And it's like, yeah, you know, there's smart stuff. Right. Like I, I, I know people who like literally everything is about retirement. It's like, OK, like you want to put all your money away to retirement and not do anything with it. That's fine. Right. But like also you got to live your life like God forbid you don't make it to retirement. Right. Like Jesus. And you just saved all that money and lived your life for something that never happened. And you didn't actually live. So it's one of those things where it's like there's there's a yin and a yang and a balance. And if you find yourself playing that what if game, find the happy medium. Yeah, absolutely, man. I couldn't couldn't agree more. And I guess it's just interesting, right? Because you you have that situation come up where like there are so many things in our lives where it's so easy to play that what if game. And it's so easy to put ourselves in a situation of of I guess pedaling down the bad path, right. Or, or the, the less desirable path rather than taking ourselves or putting ourselves in a situation where we can just happily do things and happily live our lives. And I guess, you know, to go back a little bit more to the social media side of things, you were, there's a pretty good idea or and a pretty good uh, path you were ta- chatting about, but there's this whole image thing, right. And rather than we've talked about it before, actually, but rather than living for who you want to be, it's living to impress others, right? And I think there's a big issue when we start looking at life that way versus living our lives to what we want to be. And you, like, it's something I've done in my life. I've changed kind of my thought process, right? And I don't I don't live for other people. I don't mm-hmm. live to do what they want. I live for what my the goals that my wife and I have, the goals that we have set for what we want to do. Um, it might make some people angry. It might, it might rattle some people around you and make them like, you're not available enough. You're not doing this, but like, it's not about what they want anymore. Right. It's about what, for us, what, what we want as a couple and what we want to accomplish. So I think that's important. Dude, spot on. And, and, and me and my fiance had the exact conversation and no joke just yesterday about this exact thing of like, we, we, we want to start doing things that we want to do. Right. And, and stop caring and thinking about what others are expecting from us or, or like what, like other expectations or demands that people are putting on you. And it's just not fair. Right. At the end of the day, people live their lives for themselves. And, and again, self-care isn't selfish. And at the end of the day, like those things are self-care. The things that you usually put on the back burner are are things that like you want to do because you think that others matter. And of course, every situation is different, right? Um, and and I mean, we're 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 wrapping it up here with this mental health thing. I think one challenge that everyone should try and do is create a values list, right? Uh, it's one of the things that I I did when I was in therapy about four years ago, uh, and I still have it now. And it's something that like I think about 
every decision I make. And it's about I like labeling what matters to you most so that like when something comes up or like there's uh, multiple options on the table or like multiple plans or like when you're thinking about what you want to focus on or do or obtain or go for or pursue, you look at your you look at your values list and it's like, OK, what what value is this reaching? Right. So like for me, things like family, friends, my career, um, my 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 relationship, things like that, like those are values of mine. Uh, but also like things like respect and responsibility are as well. So like it's identifying the things that like matter, um, whether they're like emotions and like physical beings, like you can you can do it both ways. And then you just kind of have those lists and it really helps you make decisions and helps you stop overthinking. Your boss is being a dick. And you go, hmm, yeah, you're pretty low on my list, by the way, bro. Like, so I'm not really going to let this affect me because I'm not going to go home and yell at my wife uh, or yell at my fiance or yell at my kids because you were a jerk. Because guess what? They're a lot higher on my values list. Again, it's like you're talking about, like it changes that way we think. Um, and one of the reasons we all think so negative usually uh, is because like we train our brains to do that. Right. Like we start you start thinking negatively, the brain starts perceiving things as negative, And then it's just a it's just a roller coaster of emotions from there. So just you try and counteract that stuff with positivity or just logical, logical thoughts. I, I can't I can't break it down enough. Just think logically um, and take try and take the emotion out of situations. And, and it really makes things a little bit easier for you. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes a ton of sense. Right. It's it's the hardest thing to do is put logic into, <laughs> into emotional thought, right? Correct. That's really like you're battling yourself there and yep. you're really, your head is battling itself both <laughs> ways. But uh, I feel like part of that is just being able to slow down a little bit, right? And and take a deep breath. And I think one of the things, you know, you just gave a little bit of a challenge, but one of the things I would challenge too is find time and put it on your calendar, right? It's that goes back to that whole thing you always say, right? Ink it, don't think it. Mm-hmm. make actual time and it doesn't have to be forever right it can be five minutes it could be 10 minutes it could be an hour it could be a day like whatever you need um but ha- make it happen every single day right even if it's hey i'm gonna take five minutes i'm gonna put my phone down i'm gonna shut my computer off and i'm gonna just take a walk down the street or i'm going to i don't know sit here and meditate for a couple minutes or whatever it might be right but get back to your center get back to who you are as a person yeah. and i think that will continue the healthy progression as you continue to go as well but it has to be scheduled you have to put it on a calendar I, like for me if i don't have something on my calendar there's a zero percent chance it's happening i have too much <laughs> going on i go way too fast all the time and i know it um but if it's important it's on the calendar and so i know that when it comes up or i get the notification that hey you need to do this perfect example recruiting phone calls for school Mm-hmm. I set a date when, and a time with a kid. Hey, I'm going to call you this day at this time. Yep. Coach sounds good. All right. I put it on my calendar. There's no chance I'm going to remember if I don't put it on that calendar. Right. So, and that's not a self self care thing, right? That's more uh, work related, but uh, there are plenty of times where it's, Hey, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to take five minutes, sit in this parking lot because I'm on the road for work and I'm just going to put both phones on. I'm going to throw some music on, turn it up loud and just sit there for a couple of minutes and relax and, and, try to pull my stress out and, and get myself to a position where I feel like, okay, I can tackle the rest of the day. I'm ready to go. And that's my five minutes. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, dude. I, I, it's a it's a really valuable uh, point you just made. Like schedule that stuff and, and get, don't think it as always, right? It's it's one of those things where decision fatigue comes in. Eventually, what happens is you get some free time and you're like, uh, I I could work out. I could go for a walk. I could take the dog out. I could clean the house. I could fold the laundry. I could maybe make dinner. I could get the kids ready. I could like, and then you're just like, and you just don't make any decision and you just end up wasting that time that you had. So instead, like schedule and look at those things ahead and plan ahead and and schedule that schedule that uh that self care and and you mentioned deep breathing and and again I hope we can have a whole episode on that but that's one reason that I named my my company Deep Breath Counseling. People have asked me like, oh, are you a breathing company? It's like, no, no, but I can understand why you think that. I, it really just came from the idea of like I was running, I was out running, and I was like, what do I what do I work with athletes on, and what do I also work with uh, everyday people on? And it was the idea of like taking deep breaths to kind of calm down. Um, and that's where the name comes from. It's this idea of like just taking deep breaths and just kind of uh, understanding themselves and just settling down and, and becoming more grounded. Um, that's that's one of the things uh, that, that's exactly what this company stands for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really glad that we were able to fit in a mental health awareness um, uh, kind of episode right as the, the month ended. And it's the day after Memorial Day. So thank you to all those who have served uh, and thank you to all those uh, families and, and, and loved ones who have lost somebody. And, and uh, it's just, it's one of those things where uh, I'm really grateful to be a part of this country at times. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't take away from anything that those people have sacrificed. You know? hundred percent. You know, we hope that you're able to find some peace just as much as you are uh, grieve because both are important, but understand that there are a lot of people that, you know, are very thankful for, for what you and your loved ones have given up. And, uh, and obviously if you need anything or we can help at all, please don't hesitate to reach out as always. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We couldn't do this without you guys taking the time to pay attention and give us, you know, our, our 25, 35 minutes, whatever it may be. So we really appreciate the time. You can reach us at mental mindset podcast at gmail.com. Or again, most people that listen, have our contact information, reach out directly. Please know we're here to help as much as we can. Um, and just so you know, Andrew, a little teaser for next week, like we are going to be doing the question asking episode. So All right. I'm, I'm um, thinking, any last minute things, get it in. We're probably going to try to uh, record, you know, Friday or Saturday. So uh, try to get those in right before the end here. I've got some pretty good questions in front of me and I can't wait to see kind of what your thoughts are on everything. Yeah, I'm really excited, man. Uh, that'll be a really fun episode. I can't, uh, I can't wait. Other than that, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks a ton. Cheers.